Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating, so you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me is a dear friend, Phil Luzzi. Welcome, Phil. Thank you. Phil, before we go on, let me say that our listeners can follow you on Twitter at Phil Luzzi. Luzzi spelled L-U-Z-I. So it's P-H-I-L-L-U-Z-I. Or go to your website, which is philluzzi.com. You're an actor, a writer, a performer, a creator. And something that I've always enjoyed is a cabaretist. Yeah. You've hosted and performed in cabarets in your quite delightful to see live so good anyway, word by the way. <laughs> thank you <laughs> so if you get a chance to see phil Lucy, please do so thanks and we're in sudbury because you're performing in sudbury that's right with a, your wife yeah so it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna go to sudbury and record some podcasts <laughs> and sudbury for our listeners who aren't uh, aware is a city in ontario northern ontario mm-hmm. that is well known for its mines in particular mining nickel yes I thought you meant mines, like a bunch of smart people live here. Oh, you know what? I think there are some. Uh, Sandra Battellini, who is a mutual friend, was talking about a whole bunch of scientific and um, things that are going on in Sudbury that are quite... Maybe I'll get her on a podcast to talk more you about Sudbury. You definitely should. There you definitely go. Definitely should. We share a common passion. What's that? Doodling. Oh, I love doodling very, very much. I... I, oftentimes when I'm doing a podcast, I'm making circles or whatnot. What's your go-to doodle? Uh, it started off being simple, doing geometric things, mm-hmm. 2D, then went to 3D. Oh, you, you started 2D, you went to oh, 3D? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Now I'm, I, I like, uh, I'm, I'm obsessed. My go-to doodle is an eyebrow. A single eyebrow? I always do the left side of a face. Oh. I can't do a matching right side for some reason. I try challenge myself. Okay. What but, is it about the left side that you find? I'm left-handed. Oh, I see. So I find balance when I draw with that hand. Uh, I can't draw with my right hand, but I draw eyebrows. If I if I feel so inclined, an eye follows. Okay. And then a nose, half a nose, and half lips. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I love doodling. I can't. I can't do it enough. Do I'm you get in trouble doodling in meetings because people think I'm not listening? See, and I find that. When I doodle, it actually allows me to to focus and listen and not be distracted because it's like by doing a simple repetitive pattern on paper with a pen, I'm actually able to clear my mind and really listen to what the person is speaking. That's what happens to me. I can absorb information. I'm listening and focused, Mm -hmm. but I think it gives off the wrong impression to people who don't know 
your obsession. <laughs> really? You know what technique you, one could use is, do you mind if I take notes during this meeting? Nice. Right? And, and you didn't specify whether those notes are going to be written in letters. Or in eyebrow pictures. <laughs> Perhaps you're doing <laughs> See how surprised this eyebrow looks? <laughs> well, what you're saying is shocking. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Do you prefer a pen or a pencil when you doodle? Well, I prefer either a pencil or, you know those markers that teachers use in grade two to mark papers? Like a thin point yes. marker? Yeah. Any particular color? Well, baby blue, I found one. I don't know how, but okay. I feel lucky. It's in my bag right now. Oh. I carry it with me everywhere. See, I prefer to use blue ink. I don't like writing really? in black ink. It's never, I don't know, I prefer blue ink pen. Yes. And in fact, at home, I've got a drawer full of pens that I don't use that are black ink. So you know how you acquire pens from, I don't know, a bank or a restaurant and yeah. have a logo on it, and then you get home. If I see it's black, black ink... I just throw it in, in the thing. You're, you're partial to blue. I call yeah, yeah. it, maybe you're old-fashioned. Is it? Maybe. Okay. Like, ink is traditionally blue, no? No, I think it's black. I think really? ink, when people were using it, was like dipped. It was a black ink that people would use. So I think it? blue came in fashion. I really don't know. I wonder. I don't even know. That's really odd. And then red made its way in there. Who knows what yeah. happened there? But your preference is the baby blue. Well, in that marker. Oh, in that marker. I also share your love. If I had to write in pen, I prefer, I like blue ink. Oh, there you go. Yeah. When I used to, when we used to have to write in school, I wrote so hard. My grade six teacher, Mr. Morenka, used to make fun of me and say, I could read your essay by just feeling the other side of it because it would be like yeah. braille. Yeah. I, I press hard too when yeah. I write. I always have. And so oftentimes I'll have a sheet of paper under what I'm writing so it won't come through to the, the next sheet when I turn the page. Yeah, because I, I press so hard. In fact, if you go to my mom's house and you look at one of her, um, what do you call them, little tables that you have by a, by a Chesterfield or a sofa, what's that Coffee table? table? Yeah, coffee table. table. Coffee table. Yeah. You'll see impressions of when I was a kid and I was writing things. Oh, man. I, would, I had an obsession with fish, so I was always drawing fish. Oh, is that and your go-to doodle? I, I, it was when I was a kid. Actually, I do I do a lot of under, underwater creatures. Realism or more like uh, not the shape of a fish, if I had to like explain what a fish was? More like a kind of... Um, a cartoon version f that kids would understand. So if I drew an oh. octopus, it, would, it wouldn't necessarily be a realistic octopus, right. but it would be something with a big head and, and eight arms, yeah. and kids would know, right? Because I do it for my nephew and You almost said five arms. What do you think an octopus with five arms would well, be? Well, you know, if it got into a fight and lost three of them. <laughs> a pentapus? <laughs> I guess. I guess. Must be. There are creatures under the sea that have five, like a starfish. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. He got a glamorous name, though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. What about your love of Instagram? Because I've been an Instagrammer. Yeah. And right now I'm on a trend. Okay. What is it? So I love cappuccinos and our listeners who... I saw your listening. cappuccino post today. So I always, if I get a great cappuccino, I will take a photo. And then I use an app called uh, Font Candy okay. where I can write words on it or whatnot, I'll show it to you after, okay. and then I'll post it. So if it's a great ca cappuccino, I'll say, this is a cappuccino. Right. But more often than not, I'll go to places, 
and I won't get a good cappuccino. And I'll write, this is not a cappuccino. And so I've got a series of Instagram photos that are not cappuccinos. Of just cappuccinos or, or cappuccino fails. Right. That's what, what's, yeah. What, what is it about Instagram that you love? Okay, so I like it because it's pictures and I love picture books. Okay. I'm not much of a reader. Sure. I like looking at photo albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Also, I use Instagram as my um, a vision board. So oh. I follow people that I admire. I like to see images of things that inspire me. Oh, that's wonderful. And so when I'm scrolling through it, I'm not getting inundated with all this information that I don't want to hear. I right. filter it for myself. I don't like Facebook. I took it off my phone. Oh, you did? Yeah, I had okay. to. I just thought it was really pointless. Fair. And I felt sort of obsessive about scrolling through people's information sure one, and not just once though like right. multiple times a day and it, it can get quite depressing because a lot of people will put news items or items up there that Political might stuff. might be yeah. against your you know belief system or right whatnot, right yeah but instagram doesn't have that necessarily right? if you look for it it does but that's the thing about instagram you can you only see who who you follow i see yeah it's my vision board. Oh, that's wonderful. I yeah. never thought of that. So for listeners who don't know what a vision board is, help me define it. I feel like I'm always defining something for words like, because I, I, I want to ensure that our listeners, uh, oftentimes it's something Canadian, right. um, are aware of what we're talking about. Exactly. So in this case, a vision board. A vision board, I think, is just a board mm-hmm. with images that allow you to envision Things that you wish to occur for you in the future. Goals or inspirational um, things. Yeah, they could be pictures, words. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't say stories. It's more of a visual thing, something you can glance at and become inspired by instantly. Great. Great. So is there a particular Instagrammer that you enjoy following? Because I have a tattoo artist who I think is fantastic. Now, I don't have any tattoos. Right. Because I've never been able to think of something that I would want permanently on my body, right? Yeah. And I'm a hand model, so I'd have to be careful not to get not any to get tattoo anywhere artist. close. Right. I love your hands. So thank you. <laughs> so I follow this tattoo artist who I think does amazing, amazing work, and yeah. I just love looking at the art that she does on people's skin. It's not Kat Von D, is it? No, no, okay. no. It's it's. Um, Tammy Kim. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll check oh, her out. Yeah. She has a very particular style, but that's someone I find fo- follow an Instagrammer. Right. How about yourself? I follow a lot of fashion designers. Okay. Uh, I love gowns. I'm obsessed with wedding gowns. Do you, do you doodle gowns? All the time. Oh, you should you... see my script, actually, for the show we're doing. <laughs> has a lot of gowns in it. So you know when um, designers design gowns and they do like a... I don't know what it's called, but it's like a, it's almost like a piece of art where right. they like color it in and all that yeah. stuff. I don't get to that point. Okay. No. But do, I, would you want, you know how you can purchase like a Jean-Paul Gaultier design of a gown that he did for say Lady Gaga. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. I don't even, I've never even checked all the prices of those oh, things. Well, if anyone's looking to get Phil Luzzi a gift. Yeah. There you go. A Lady Gaga costume? That'd be pretty mm-hmm. sweet. I actually Googled. Nope. Because what I have problems with is body dimensions. Okay. Like, I like drawing the outfit, but then I'm like, oh, the breasts are too big for those legs. And right. <laughs> like, that part I can't mm-hmm. get. So I looked at, they have notebooks, like sketchbooks, oh. where the bodies are already there. You just have to dress them with whatever creation you Oh, that's have. fantastic. I know. So that that it's it's interesting because we've kind of threaded, if you would, your love for doodling, your love for Instagram, 
and things you follow yeah. and your love for fashion yeah. all sort of weaves into I know. one. Oh, wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. My dream is to play a character that's very like a fashion designer. Oh, I could see that. Really? I would cast you in that in a heartbeat. Oh, that'd be great. In a heartbeat. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, have you ever designed clothes for yourself? No, I'm not into men's fashion. Like okay. I love it because that's what I wear. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're our listeners can't tell, but you are a very fashionable individual. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't draw men's stuff. Okay. I always draw gowns, dress. I don't even draw women's pantsuits. I draw only, only gowns. gowns. Oh wow. Yeah. And and do you have a love for nostalgic gowns? So gowns from you know the 30s or 20s or is it just a gown is a gown for you yeah oh that's awesome i think because my fashion recycles itself all the time it's kind of hard to say yeah if it's from the 30s oh wow (laughs) that's awesome i think that's great i think that's a a lovely sort of way to spend your time on something you love i know but wedding gowns in particular do you think that says something about me no, I just think wedding gowns are sort of the ultimate gown, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're going to draw something like that, you want to draw towards the ultimate gown. Because right. what I find about, interesting about wedding gowns is it's a gown that has a lot of importance. Yeah. But it's a gown that's, generally speaking, spoken only worn once. Right. What, do, what are your thoughts on wedding gowns? I, I also think they're so important. Mm-hmm. It's like the dress that girls will make the most fuss over for their entire lives. Sure. So when you design it, you kind of have this uh, responsibility to make something awesome. Mm-hmm. And so... It's and, you know, generally speaking, they say, oh, a bride on her wedding day, it doesn't matter what she has always looked beautiful. Yeah. With the exception of my cousin's first wife, who oh wore a gown that was... God-awful? Just, just insane. Tell me about like it, Like, it had... It was like... You know when people just can't stop? Yeah. And so she had a gown, and then they put a huge crown on her. Okay. It kind of looked like a Statue of Liberty crown. Okay. And then they threw a, um, what do you call it? It was kind of like... Like a shrug? Like a shrug that was kind of like lacy. Do you know what that is? A no. loophole. What? Okay. Shrugs on wedding gowns are loopholes because some churches don't allow exposed shoulders. Oh. When you get married, so brides are like, oh, yeah, you don't want me to be showing Showing stuff? Okay. I'm going to throw this on my shoulder, and as soon as we walk out of this church... I can take it off. Yeah. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, she had one of those, Mm -hmm. and it kind of came to a point at the thing, you know, like how... Did it loop around her yeah, middle finger? Well, yeah, oh, okay, one of those. Right. And then it had like a bit of a Dracula. Um, oh, she was into the drama. Like, like bat wings underneath? Like, yeah, kind of looked okay. like bat wings underneath. And um, yeah, and it was just too much. It was yeah. thing on top of thing on top of thing. I often go to weddings and I'm like, oh, I wish the bride would have just brought me along to the fitting. I would have been a little more honest about what's well, happening. Fair <laughs> I think that's important. That's right. key. You know what yeah. I mean? What what rituals do you have when you go to weddings? Do you have any sort of rituals or any things that you like to do or like like to see at weddings? Weddings give me anxiety. Oh, do they really? Yes, because I think oh, so many details. I wonder what what trouble this couple went to to like make sure this wedding is perfect. And quite honestly, the more sense I get that they are relaxed and not worried about the details, I'll have more fun. Oh, interesting. But when I see couples are like trying too hard to make it perfect. It, gives, it puts me on edge, and I have a hard time relaxing. Well, there you go. What about cufflinks? Love. The reason I ask this is because 
your show the opening night. Yeah. I had a shirt, but I forgot my cufflinks. Amanda at home. texted me, and my wife texted you and yeah. said, "Do you have a spare pair of t- cufflinks?" To which you said, "Tell him to use a pa- paper clips." <laughs> I said, "It's Sudbury. Tell him to use paper clips." <laughs> I didn't. I didn't use paper clips. I just. I worked it out myself. How? But, You're being vague. Well, <laughs> I was. I was going to wear a different shirt, but. I was like, no, I'll wear this, and I wore a sweater on top. So, so you sweater, didn't need to. I didn't need the okay. cufflinks because because the I kept it intact. Yeah, I kept it intact. Okay. But I usually travel with a pair of cufflinks in my toiletry bag. Wow, just like general. Yeah, because I, I would do a lot of um, corporate work, so right. I would be flying everywhere, and I, oftentimes for some reason I would and Phil, I have a lot of cufflinks. I don't know why I never take them with right. me. So I'm like, I'm gonna just have a spare pair. Like in your glove box. Yeah, and I exactly, and I had it and. Sure enough, couldn't find them. Isn't that the thing? Do you have a favorite pair of cufflinks? I like to keep them classic, but my favorite pair is actually from my... It's a pair that my dad had. Okay. Uh, and I stole them. Okay, friend. I told him recently sure. that I did. I don't think he was looking for them. And what these is... big purple jewels. Okay. Like these big purple stones. They're not so real. amethyst, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they're the kind that when you undo them, ha- are attached. They have an... Like, they're attached... You know that part that flips sideways yes, and yes, up? Sure. So the hook that goes into it is a tie. Like, I don't know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It has like a bit of a chain. Yeah. So that they, that they, yeah. Yeah. I know so exactly. So it's not just the flipper thing. There's another thing on top. Anyway. I know exactly. Yeah. For those I, of you at home can visualize yeah. it. I have a pair that I love that my buddy Mark gave me, which is a, they're a round pair and they have little sheep, right? Oh, cool. Little white sheep. And there's one black sheep and its eyes are red. We have like little jewels, and it looks like a you know, the demonized yeah, black sheep. Yeah, in the in the group of the of the white sheep. So that's that. my favorite uh, pair of cufflinks I have. But I have tons of them. That's cool. And then I've acquired a bunch. Like I don't know. Like you know when you have something that you like, and then people just go crazy and they buy that for They're you. Like that's his thing. Yeah. So that became a thing for okay. a while. I was like, enough. Yeah. I've got more cufflinks than I could ever wear. Yeah. And I was cleaning my basement, and I just found a bag of them, another bag of them. And I was like, I just can't. I just... And yet, I don't bring them with me. I know. You just like like to keep them in their safe you space. Know what? I'm going to find a pair, and I'm going to get give them to you. Okay. Because if you have so many, share. I have, well, I have, I have a few. And then someone sends me an email saying, I'm going through my... My my house. I'm getting rid of stuff. I have a pair of Vespa cufflinks. Do you oh, want nice. them? And I'm like, no, I have enough cufflinks. But Vespa. Yeah, I know. But I was like, I just. I. What's funny is I have Vespa cufflinks. They were different, but I already okay. got a pair of Vespa cufflinks. I know. I don't think I have a go-to. People say I'm a hard person to buy for. So People say know. that about me too. And really? yet I feel like I'm an easy person to me buy too. for. Me too. I think like. If you buy me something that when you saw it just made you smile or mm-hmm. think of me, then get it. It doesn't matter. I think gifts are things that you get people that they wouldn't buy for themselves. Sure. Because they is, just wouldn't think of it. Is there is there anything that you're like, you know what I love is blank as a gift? Yeah. What's that? Concert tickets. Oh. Yes. See, so you're easy to buy for. I am. Now, is it specific concerts or is it just if you bought me a concert ticket... I would go and enjoy Chances are I'd enjoy all of them. Okay. If you got me like... They don't have to be like $100 tickets is what you're saying, right? Well, oh. I don't like going to see concerts where, say, if they're playing at the Air Canada Center and okay. you're sitting in the third balcony at the okay. back, okay. I'd rather not. Okay. It's, I find it depressing because I'm like, I'm in the same room as this person, but I can't. I have to look at a TV screen to okay. see them. I'd rather just listen to their CD. Okay. So I like seeing people where you could sit a little closer and not spend $5,000. Okay. 
I love going to Dolly Parton's concerts. Every I, time she's in town, she's I am fanta- there. You were there this I time. Was there. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah. You know I'm a big fan. Right? I'm a huge yeah, fan. I'm so happy to hear that. Her music, what I love about her in particular is not only is her music like classic and timeless and can be sung by any artist in different genres, which to me that proves a great song. Yeah. But she's a great songwriter, a fantastic songwriter, and she's quite a powerful woman. Yeah. And I respect that. Me too. So there you go. And she plays a million instruments. I know. It was so impressed. She paid ten, I think, ten or twelve yeah. that day. And I was like, wow. And she just entertains the audience. She's not even trying. Did you have great seats for great tickets for that? Yeah, pretty great. Like we weren't in the on the grass. We were in the the under the band shell. Okay. Which the Molson Amphitheater is one of my favorite concert venues. Sure. Um, but in the middle section, like in the middle. Okay. Of the fair. Side. Yeah. We were where the grass starts, but we weren't on the grass. We were on the the concrete. Part. The concrete. Oh, part. okay. Yeah, cool. So I love that place. Yeah. Summer concerts are the best. What about like an intimate small? concert like a little tiny bar that has live music is that like your the thing opera to... house or something yeah sure um, these are all concert venues in toronto so you can if you we've we, the the molson amphitheater is a medium to large theater it's a big amp- outdoor amphitheater and then the air canada center is a huge huge it's a stadium, huge, it's a stadium. and then this one here the opera, opera house, house that you're mentioning is a little bit smaller more yeah, intimate, it's an intimate Does, concert yeah, venue. Yeah. yeah i like it there I saw Keen there. Do you know Keen? No, I don't. They're like, a, they used to be indie. They're not around. I don't know. Okay. And they, was it great? Was it? Yeah, because you could hear it. You could see them sweat. Right. You know, I want to see you perform this mm-hmm. song for me. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't go. I remember my mom. I was obsessed with Michael Jackson when I was a kid. Oh. Super obsessed. Okay. And uh, so my mom got me tickets when he came Which into concert. Which tour? Because one of my first concerts. The Victory Tour. Was the Victory Tour yes. with his brothers, yeah. right? Yeah. I still have the Where program. did you see? Where did you so see? So we were on the on the the flat part, not the balcony. In Toronto you were. You no, saw it in Toronto? I'm pretty sure. I don't okay. remember. I honestly don't remember. Because you grew up in Stony them. Creek, right? Yeah, so Stony you Creek could have seen them in um, Cops Coliseum, but they I can guarantee they didn't go there. Or in the States, because you could have gone to No, it to wasn't them. in the States. Okay. So. Oh right, is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. yeah, and it was so far away, but we st- it was, like, not far away enough that I had to, like, watch the Jumbotron. Right. I could still right. see them. But it gave me this bit of anxiety, depression feeling because I'm like, oh, like, it's Michael Jackson, but I'm so far away. Really? Like, yeah, it's just, like, a strange thing. What like, a great like, concert that was. Yeah, it was really well done. That was one of my first concerts. Yeah. One of my first English concerts, because oh, really? my first concerts I went to were Italian bands that my mother took me to see. I love it. But that was, and I went with my neighbor, and tickets were expensive Very. back then for that particular totally. concert. And I went with my neighbors, and I was just blown away. It was the first time I had ever seen something of that magnitude. Yeah. It was the first time I saw firecrackers go off, or fireworks, I should say. Yeah. It was the first time that, um, you know, I had an experience as grandiose as that. Yeah. Wow. I loved it. I can't and, believe you went to that mm-hmm, concert, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Isn't Michael it? Jackson. Uh, any other concerts that really left an impression on you? No. No? I don't know. I just, I'm picky with my concerts. Oh, okay. But the reason I like getting concert tickets for a gift is because it's something somebody can share with you 
not necessarily knowing if you're going to like the music. Sure. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take you to a concert. Right. And I don't know if you're going to like this music, but I'm going to expose you to what I like. Right. And I love experiences. And it's the experience, right? Because sometimes it's not necessarily what you see, but it's who you see it with. And watching them get excited or emotional over something. Exactly. I once bought my friend's tickets to see Loverboy for Christmas. And what I did was I put the tickets in a box with two headbands for him and his wife. And I had wrapped the tickets so he didn't see. He just saw headbands. And he's like... Why would he give me headbands? And then he searched through the box and saw that there were two tickets. Oh, for you're so creative, yeah. honestly. So that's hilarious. Uh, Where did they play Casino Rama? It was a casino <laughs> they played. Yeah, I don't know if it was Casino Rama or which casino, but it was a casino. Yeah. But I've seen some great concerts at casinos. Oh yeah, I saw Heart at oh, Casino. And they were good. Fantastic. I saw Dolly Parton at a casino. No way. Yeah. She came, she was at a casino, Casino Rama, and oh, she wow. was, it was great. It was such a, like, it was much more intimate. Yeah. And it was just phenomenal. And I believe I saw, is there a casino in Niagara Falls? Yeah. yeah I worked yeah. at it for okay. seven years. Oh, you worked at a casino? Yeah. What did you do at the casino? I started off at the Players Advantage Club. Okay. Where you get your cards. Right. With points. And, uh... Then I moved up to in that department. Then I went to player services. I became a supervisor, and then I went. I left when wow. I got a job at Tony Tina's. And that's where that's where that's we where met. we met. Yeah. What are there any tips you would give people who go to casinos? Uh, my tip is uh, bring only the amount of money you want to lose, and okay. leave all possibility of accessing more money away from you because you lose kind of your sensibility. Sure. So if you're like. You know what? I think I max want to lose two hundred bucks. Okay, bring two hundred dollars with you, right. and when it's gone, it's gone. That's your day. You That's know. your night. That... Yeah, because it could get so dangerous. I've seen people really hit a low. Wow! Like lose money to the point where they would come back and say, "Can you do something for me? Can you get my money back, or can you like help me out because I spent way too much money?" Wow! Yeah, that's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But did you get to see concerts while you were there? No, at the time, because that casino was relatively new. Right. They didn't have a concert venue. Oh, wow. Yeah, but they do now. I saw Loretta Lynn there. Oh, that'd be yeah. a good one, and too. She was fantastic. No, I never, like, if, I don't know what it is with country music. I don't see why I would have, like, felt this attraction to it. But when I hear it, I lo- I just want to be at a campfire. You, you know what I love, Phil, is that there's a simplicity in a lot of the lyrics. So yeah. it's scaled back. Because when you listen to a lot of overproduced music Mm -hmm. it's great Mm -hmm. and there's merit to it and people love it and as do i but sometimes when you strip something back to just a basic you know guitar drummer keys or whatnot and a voice and and simple lyrics there's just something so sublime about that it's true and i find country lyrics are um Narrative. Yes. They have a story. They tell a story. Yeah. yeah. And that's beautiful, too. You know, you know, that's funny. I was just listening to a um, a Johnny Cash something or other. I was yeah. like, what a great storyteller he was, yeah. eh? I My know. My goodness. Because uh, someone was strumming on the guitar last week, and they were playing, I think, uh, Folsom Blues. Yeah, they were Folsom playing the chords. They were, like, blues, yeah. they were like, the chords are so simple. I'm like, but it wasn't about the chords. No. It was his voice sure. when he told the story. Sure. Speaking of voices, you have a fantastic voice. Thank you. You do you do you do voiceovers? Do you do anything like that? I go that? on a lot of auditions, but right. I never ever landed. Really? Yeah. With that voice? Come on. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing wrong in those rooms. Oh my goodness! I I think they just need to discover you. Thank and you. And then there you go. I had a deep voice kind of early in my life. Oh really? I remember 
having a deep voice. I had a party in grade six. Mm-hmm. And um, I called my friend Enzel. I called all my friends to invite them. Okay. And uh, I called Enzel Lardy's house. Okay. And her dad, who was rather strict because he had two daughters and they were really nice, pretty girls, very right. respectful also. But I called and said, Hi, is Enzel home? He said, who is this? Because he thought I was an older guy. Oh, I'm I like, see. I swear I'm in her class. Oh, like, I'm just inviting her to my party. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad we discovered your voice in particular on this episode. Phil, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marco. You're listening to The Insomnia Project. As always, it's produced by Drumcast Productions, and this episode was recorded in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. 